TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to this bumper New Year's Eve almost edition of 100 Not Out. Marcus Pierce here with you. This is our weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. And every single week, I couldn't do it without the number one wellness expert on the planet. We <laughs> are going to be missing him in Australia. I cannot believe it. But he's going to be on the other side of the world almost when this episode goes to air. I speak of the great Damien, John, Christoph. Happy New Year, great man. Happy New Year, MDP. Great to be here with you uh, for one last time for 2021. And uh, what a great opportunity to reflect on what has been. Um, and a year, a year. It's been a year. You'd it's have been to say. a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist, right? And I would often say, what a great year. But it's been a year. Let's say that. <laughs> Let's not sugarcoat the fact uh, uh, that, that it has been a year. And today, as you said, on this episode, we want to do a bit of reflection. We think that this time of the year is an incredible opportunity to reflect. I had a conversation with some friends last night that, you know, for many people, this is uh, the time of indulgence. But at the same time, if we want to get a little bit woo-woo, uh, our indulgence can somewhat disconnect us from the opportunity to reflect in, uh, I suppose, a more meaningful way. And so whilst you and I, we've just had lunch, well, I think you would have just had lunch. Or no, actually, you don't really eat lunch. Lunch is overrated in your world. No, uh, no, I always eat lunch, three meals a day. Three meals a day. Okay, well, I've just had lunch. You've just had lunch. Um, you know, uh, we, haven't, we haven't shared a bottle of wine together. We haven't done anything that has been overindulgent. So we're clean, we're clear, we're crisp. Uh, this is the best version of us that you get right now, 100 not outers. It's as good as it gets. Does <laughs> it get any better than this? I think I've had enough water today as well, so I'll even have some more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think, um, you know, when, when Damo and I share a bottle of Ikari and red mm. wine together, we can embellish, we can yeah. become wildly optimistic, we can be naive, we can yes. come up with all kinds of big dreams and goals yeah. and ideals. So today... There's you so get the real, real, <laughs> you get the real version. Um, so the year, uh, like you said, it's been a year. I'm going to start on something a little bit hyper-controversial, uh, mm. but I actually am beginning to really own this, is that despite the challenges of the year, I actually think the year has compressed and actually magnified for so many of us what is truly important in life and it sounds so cliche but i think the year has demonstrated that we can look at material possessions we can look at income levels we can look at all of the things that are external to the body um but i cannot i cannot tell you how much i'm feeling at the moment that that health as i said i'm three weeks post hip surgery at the moment health and family wealth, I mean the wealth of your family relationships, above yes. and beyond your social relationships, the, the uh, health and, and family relationships um, on reflection, because I think I've, I've sometimes forgotten this throughout the year. 
never in such a challenging time that we live in at the moment have those two things been so pivotal to fulfillment and and for better an easy term satisfaction in life. What do you say about reflection number one there, Damo? <laughs> Ting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a great reflection, PC. Um, but there's there's no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, what I craved the most was family and family time. Um, and I think uh, given that we did have lockdown a lot here in Melbourne, um, and Jackson was literally only nine kilometres down the road, and I wasn't able to see Jackson much, that was a real, um, you know, that, that created a pining for me that I, I couldn't catch up with Jack. So that was frustrating. Same as mum. Couldn't catch up with mum and dad had moved to Adelaide. And so, the, you know, the bigger chunks of my family made it a bit more difficult to – but that you're right, the magnification of that desire, the magnification of what it is that's important, um, you know, definitely took place. That definitely took place. And so if you were to reflect on the positivity component of COVID, if you could take away uh, from the, one of the learnings of this COVID time that family's important. Um, that material possessions are less important, um, then that would be a great thing. But what I also find fascinating, like absolutely fascinating, is that house prices have continued to go up. So house prices are like astronomical. People are leaving Melbourne in drives and moving up to um, Marcus Pierce's. My neck of the woods. woods. <laughs> yeah. And so it's now Little Melbourne up there. Um, but it's forcing house prices up. So the like the inflation um, – within the country despite really just petering on the edge of a recession is unbelievable like it's unbelievable brought to our knees by a pandemic but everything else is kind of just still going up the cost of a coffee today four dollars twenty i never thought i'd be paying four dollars for a coffee let alone four dollars twenty um the and five dollars eighty was good the buying tax must be about 33 percent because 580 is the old uh standard arm and latte no no wait hang on a second Marcus, this is your, this is not the standard, you know, latte that everybody else would get. Yours is. Yours is. Let's talk about your lattes because they're massive. Like, they're so big that you could drink one latte for 100 years. Like, That's you how could, long it takes me. That's it how takes long it that takes long. Me. That's right. This is it. $5.70 in Canberra. So, Pete. What I went with Marcus and I went to order him a latte. He says, "No, I'll have a, I'll have a triple shot, um, half almond, three quarter oat, and one part goat milk." <laughs> latte. This is like a bottle of wine. This is us with, on a bottle of wine now, David. You've crossed the line with turmeric sprinkled on, with turmeric sprinkled on top, and a little bit of nutmeg just for flavouring. And if you've got any cinnamon drops, I'll have some of those too. Thanks. And and so this was the latte, and that's why it costs so much. Marcus's, <laughs> <laughs> not because of Byron tax. Don't blame Byron Bay. It's her. what. No, actually, let's get to the. What do you actually order as your coffee so that we can justify the cost? Uh uh, no, I'm in latte. Please and thank happy, you. Uh, happy, and, happy. Well, depending on the cafe, yeah, it's a double shot. Well, we were just a double shot. Yeah. On All right, double shot, double shot. So yeah. Medium or large, extra. depending on where you are. Medium or large. So, because well, large for some is the double shot, but for some that offer triple shots, medium is the double shot and large is the triple shot, depending on what cafe you go to. Okay. So just a double shot. Um. So, but double shot, and I don't know, a bit more milk half than a, a normal size. Half yeah. a liter. Half a liter of almond milk. <laughs> That's why half a litre of almond milk costs so much money. Uh, so those four almonds uh, turned into milk. 
So, well, what you were saying, well, I think you were getting into the deep and meaningful reflection on this, is that I am. the is. sad part of this reflection is yeah. that there, the, the wealth divide or the class divide yeah. has become far more apparent. And it is sad. It's sad for, I know up here, no one knows how the story ends. I'll be very open and share that when we moved up here, we were paying three seventy a week in Inverloch in our three better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved up to um, Byron, to Ocean Shores. It was 520 a week. Um, we were in Ocean Shores for three or four years, around 520 a week. And then we moved to South Golden Beach, 650 a week. And then six months before we moved, uh, it was 800. They moved it up to 800 a week, which most people would know is not legal because you can only bump it up by so much. But uh, given how hot the market was, we would have been paying 900 a week somewhere else. And when we moved out of our basic three-bedroom house in South Golden Beach, the rent was 1100 a week. And they got it. They got it. So uh, it was no problem. Melbourne. No problem getting it. And yet these people are actually from Sydney, but Sydney and Melbourne, they've moved up. But that's not that's not unique, I think, to uh, this shire. I think this is something that a lot of people have recognised the most brutal way is that Australia is a very wealthy country, yep. and we have um, an incredible quality of life. And you can't live on Balinese currency no. in Australia. And no. sadly, I don't know if sad is the right word, but rightly or wrongly, I think many people are finding that out the hard way. Is that it's really hard to live below the poverty line in Australia. Relative poverty, and the pension is relative poverty. Um, it's very hard to have a quality of life that we would want in this country, and COVID has definitely um, fast-tracked that realisation for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree with that, and um, it's, it, it is difficult, and that uh, the class divide has become greater. There's no doubt about it. Um yeah. And what's been made worse is, um, is I think, some of the um, destruction of societal values, uh, one of those being working. Um, a lot of people um, were receiving good amounts of money from the government through um, the COVID time and are probably less likely to want to go to work for less money, you know what I mean? And so that's um, that's quite a challenging is that situation. A, is that a thing in Melbourne? There's a massive thing up here that, like, cafes which are booming cannot yeah. find chefs and yeah. baristas and the rest. Is it the same... Is the same in most parts of the country? Yeah, most. I mean, cafes. Last night, Jackson and I went out for a little pasta. He had a pizza and a pasta. And we're in Black Rock. And this poor young girl, she was second year uni. We had a little quick chat to her, second year uni. Um, and she was one of only two staff members, and there were doing 50 people in the restaurant. And there was one wow. person working in the bar um, and, a, and a couple of chefs. Um, or people cooking, right? So obviously things were slow to move, um, but she was slammed and we said, hey, going? She goes, oh, my gosh, it's, it's intense. Uh, we can't find enough staff. Every single cafe in Melbourne says we can't find enough staff. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's amazing. Shelby seeing it there, uh, which is amazing. So, um, you know, I think all around the world, uh, everybody's kind of seeing it. But I think because we're a little bit artificially propped up here with, you know, some some money, um, people kind of did pretty well and are reluctant to want to go back to work. And indeed, people, th- there has been a change. And I think this is a reflection piece. There's a change in the way in which we live our life these days. So it used to be very well accepted that you would spend five days in the office at work. That was considered full time. Um, you go there, say, you know, eight to five or six, that had become acceptable, eight to six instead of nine to five. 
Um, so effectively, uh, most employee employers got an extra day out of you because you worked from eight till six. Um, so they got six days of work out of you instead of five days of work. Mm. But these days, people don't want to go into the office for any more than two days, if that. And so two days has become what's now considered to be the norm or acceptable. Um, and that'll be what we're going to see moving forward. I would never have suspected or suggested uh, in, a, in the predictions episode, PC, that we would see a shift in workplace where you only have to go to work for two days a week and you get to be the, um, the director of your, your own work day um, mm. or work week. Uh, from your own home. I would never have ever thought that was the case. And maybe, you know, others might have, but I'd never have thought of that. No I way. think it's phenomenal. I was talking about this with um, someone recently who lives in Sydney, and she was saying that in this dilemma of now the company which she works for and she's a relatively high-level manager at, like they no longer have an office. Yeah. Um, but there's still this need and desire for people to come together, but like you said, not too often. Yeah. And, and and on times at work, and she was saying that uh, I think a lot of people would feel this is one of the great benefits that people found of working from home is just no commute. And for a lot of people, no, not spending 80 to 120 minutes a day in the car on a train or a tram. Yeah. And, and, and most people would say, I could actually spend more time, I could spend that time at home working or yeah. I could actually spend that time doing something for me. And I, it, it now, like you said, is it, it, it's totally changed the attitude of people. And then at the same time, I've also heard business owners go, geez, we're saving, we're saving, you know, so much money a year on rent, yeah. whether it was for some people it's 40 grand a month or whether it's 10 grand a month or whatever it is. Certain companies. So that's been a real interesting reflection, isn't it, on how we want to spend our time through the day. What would you say from a, um, your own health and wellness you know, if I just asked you to reflect on, say, maybe it was this one habit or one thing you started or one thing you stopped this year that you're like, either you're really glad you did it or you're kind of bummed that you stopped it or started it or like, what do you reflect on from a from a health perspective um, for 2021? Uh, look, I think that's such a great question because we've seen so many different things happen. Um, I've generally found that most people are less fit now and less healthy now than what they were same time two years ago. Okay. Um, things have, cre have crept in. Still the COVID creep or the COVID kegs uh, people are talking about. Um, so that's kind of happened. Um, people are struggling uh, for the most part to kind of let go of that. It's almost not necessarily a safety blanket, but it's a crutch. It's something that people are just kind of hanging on to going, yeah, well, you know, I'm having a drink every single day or I'm having a couple of drinks every single day. Um, and they haven't been able to let it go. It's been difficult to to let it go. And even, you know, myself, uh, I find myself probably having a drink, you know, four or five times a week these days, whereas it would have been an alcoholic beverage once a fortnight or, mm. you know, once every two or three weeks, you know. Like it just – it wasn't um, something that was done quite regularly. So there's definitely been some unhealthful um, – habits being brought into the the lifestyle of a lot of people um and i'm i'm included in in that group of people i have been really mindful um of fitness though um more so this year because i felt that that was one thing that got me out of the house so the push-up thing has been amazing yes. you know we're nearing the last couple of days three more days until the push-up challenge um i suppose officially comes to a close i will continue with the push-up challenge i'll keep on going with the pec majors we'll keep on doing that 
But I have found that I have become sorer and more injured as we've gone on. So there was this really interesting period. So towards the end of last year, 2020, I was getting sore through the shoulders and the elbows and the wrists from being a chiropractor. Um, I thought I've got to do something different. So on Christmas Day, I started doing push-ups. I said to PC, I'm going to do push-ups every single day. And he said, really, I'll join you. So then we started this thing called the Peck Majors. Um, and so a whole group of guys all got together and we said that, yes, we will all do push-ups. And one by one, like Humpty Dumpty's, uh, people fell off the wall and people got broken. Um, PC got broken. I was one of them. Yep. Yep. Um, Ravi got broken. Um, Muzzer got broken. Yoey got broken. I got broken. Chris got broken. I don't think Nick Philpot has been broken. And I don't think Sam's been broken. But I think that um, everyone along the way, um, even you know Jackson to some extent, my brother Troy, um, Trog, people got broken along the way and um, and either didn't get back on the horse or just said, mm, it's just a little bit too much. I'm now feeling broken. But I went through this pain period of doing the push-ups to then getting to a point where I was really quite strong, to then getting to a point where I started to get injured and sore again. And uh, and I kind of I feel like I'm a stronger version um, of what I was last year, still in similar amounts of pain, which I find <laughs> really quite fascinating. It really is quite amazing. So you have to then go, well, is pain only physical? Could it be other things that are going on? So mm. very fascinating. Now, I, um, I want to uh, wrap up this Reflections episode on, on a light-ish note, mm-hmm. but very important nonetheless. Yep. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, Favourite... Two questions in yep. any in any order you can answer it. Um, in reflecting reflecting twenty twenty one, we've all watched a bit more TV than normal. <laughs> Favorite movie and or TV series yep. that you have watched in twenty twenty one. Ted Lasso for sure was my number one favorite, number one most favorite, and the most cheesy and cute second favorite is Acapulco. Um, and uh, it's just cheesy and cute. I think it's a little bit romantic, and I, and that is really nice. I love that. Um, I did watch lots of murder mysteries and somber, morbid stuff. You know, on, on that's because Amber Amber loves a bit of CSI, criminal minds. You know that meme. There's a meme where there's a cat just sitting there looking at you, and and the meme goes, "I'm looking at you because I'm trying to work out how you're going to fit in my stomach," like that kind of thing. Like that's kind. Of, I wonder if that's what Amber was doing, sizing me up, trying to work it out. But <laughs> we watched all these, you know, kind of things. But the things that I loved the most were things that made you feel good. So the lessons that you learned from Ted Lasso, I loved it. And Acapulco just takes you back to your childhood. It's kind of cute. So I really enjoyed it. I loved it. They're the two that I I would. Uh, I'd be happy to share and say that we're worth watching. I don't know if we watched any good movies. Um, I don't oh. know if we got to the movies. Um, so, well, can't recall. Uh, what about you? Um, what did you yeah, do? Yeah, I wrote down Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, my favourite book, I, I read it for the second time, and I know you've uh, read, listened to it. Definitely Eddie JQ, Happiest yeah. Man on Earth. Yeah, that's my uh, second favourite book. Yeah? Oh. yeah. <laughs> no, don't do it. Eddie's his number one. Don't be silly. <laughs> my first favourite book. <laughs> I haven't got the printed version, but if you haven't, because I keep yourself, on being sold at Vita, you've been selling them all. Thank you. If you haven't got yourself a copy of this book, the manuscript is unbelievable. <laughs> this is up. This is up for sale for fifty bucks, but you can actually buy the proper finished, edited version of Marcus's amazing, exceptional book. Um, and if you give that as a gift to someone, if you want to change their life, um, it's amazing. Anyway, that's my number one 
favourite. Well, that's very kind of you. I'm just going to give you a smattering because I, I agree. <laughs> Ted Lasso, my favourite series. Go. A couple of because I write down. I, I'm a bit. I'm a bit anal. I write down the movies that I watch. Uh, yeah. I watched Casablanca for the first time this year. Um, wow. The Defiant Ones on Netflix, which is all about Dr. Dre and Beats and Apple. Um, Sounds cool. What's watched, that one called? Oh, The Defiant Ones. Uh, if you if, if you love music and the business of it and all the rest of it, uh, I watched um, uh, Thor. You say Thor or Thor? Thor. Thor one, two, and three. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I really like them. Um, and I didn't rate Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman. Didn't rate that at all. Um, yeah. A Dangerous Weird. Method. Uh, Kira Knightley. I love Kira Knightley. Favorite actress. Um, but it's also the uh, the young and um, Jung and oh my brain is frying. Um, oh gosh, who was the who was his mentor? Uh, Freud, Freud and Jung, and how that all played out. Um, What's that one called? A Dangerous Method. I think it was on Dangerous. Netflix, but it might have been on Apple TV. Coda, okay. Coda is inspiring. The deaf family with the daughter that can oh, yes. and sing. Yeah, and that's a great. I movie. really want to watch that. I really do want to watch that. That just the. The trailer brought me to tears. That trailer brought me to tears. Yep. So yep. watch that. Watch that. I think everyone that hasn't watched that. Um, yep. And oh, and then just for a bit of fun, I watched it for the second time. Eddie the Eagle. Uh, oh, Jackman, Taron Egerton. If you don't get a little smile, laugh, tingle down your spine, any great biopic, like a movie based on real life, and yep. it really happened. Yes, it's been dramatized, but gee whiz, they're great. They're, they're great. Any biopic, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, I did watch a movie. I did watch a movie, and I'd highly recommend that no one goes to see it. Uh, and it was uh, Wonder Woman, 1984 or whatever it was, and it was the biggest thing I've ever watched in my <laughs> life, three hours of my life that I will never get back again. Um, and I and I thought I was going to love it. I thought I was going to love it. I loved the first Wonder Woman, and the second Wonder Woman was the worst movie I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. That gets zero Rotten Tomatoes from me, I'm going to tell you right now. And if we're talking cinemas, I must say, I have only been to the cinemas once in the last couple of years, and it was last week yep. in Sydney. Went by yes. myself. Uh, met a great, a great, never met him in my life. The, the cinema was half empty. But the cinema staff gave me a ticket next to someone else, and he was actually a really nice man. His name is Pierre, and we got chatting. We both hadn't been to cinemas for two years, but we were both there to watch A Time to Die, and uh, two hours and 43 minutes. I'm going to call it. It was underwhelming. Um, <laughs> it wasn't what I was expecting. It's a bit long. I think they could have done it in, in 90 minutes, but uh, for anyone that's tossing up whether to go and see it or not, eh, you know. That's just, you know, you, you have those experiences in life, don't you, Damo? Yeah, you do. Um, I love that Summer has said here, I saw June about a week ago. I really do want to see June, and I want to go see it in an IMAX because I've heard that the sound and the picture is the best that anybody's seen ever before. Yeah. Oh, um, and she's going to yeah. go see Matrix 4. I didn't know that Matrix 4 was coming out. Yeah, it's coming out, I think, um, Boxing Day. Julie Hill um, says that she loved your book, Marcus. Um, and anything that Julie loves, everyone should love. Um, Eddie the Eagle is a great movie. So, again, um, Shelby agrees on Wonder Woman, started out good but went downhill fast, yep, and kept going. Like, never even tried to ascend the hill again. It just kept going down <laughs> and down and down. The worst, Shelby, wasn't it? Shocking. 
Yeah. All right. Well, for 2021, folks, we have been so grateful for your support. We haven't been able to go anywhere this year. No longevity experiences. We never got to Icaria or Sardinia. We almost got to Byron and then Byron blew up. Uh, so we haven't got to see uh, our community in real life, but we cannot wait to ideally see you guys in 2022 in some way, shape or form. But Damo, for all of your love and support and for your continuity and your mateship and rocking up every week and having this conversation with me, I want to say thank you from the bottom of the bottomest and the bottomest of my heart. You are an absolute um, inspiration to me and many others. And uh, may you have a wonderful uh, break. You're in Europe as this uh, 100 Not Out goes to air. But we can't wait for 2022, Damo. Thank you, Piercy. Uh, it has been an absolute joy, and I do love it. Um, as we close in on completing nine years of recording together, what a great friendship uh, we've got and what a great podcast that we have. Um, and it does, I believe, help people, changes lives, gives people a different perspective. And I think even as we've evolved through 100 Not Out, uh, and people can see that, uh, people can hear the change in our message, people can hear the change in our thought process, um, I think that helps people to change as well, to see and witness change. Mm. Um, and if you go back to where we were nine years ago, like it's a really – we're a different people. Like we are Absolutely. really different people. So thank you for making all of this possible every single week. Thank you for doing the intros. Thank you for calling me the number one, even though I know you've got a tongue in cheek when you say that, but I do really appreciate it. Who's number yeah. one? If you're not number one, who's number one? Let me show you something. This is number <laughs> one. This is number one right here. Exceptional, that book, <laughs> the book that everybody oh, should have. Hilarious. Your You're exceptional hilarious. life, your exceptional life. Get it, PC. Thank you so much. Bloody love you, mate, and oh, um, and love all of the people that join us every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching us live on Facebook. Thank you. And to you, our 100 Not Out community, thank you for your love, friendship, support. We wish you the most incredible 2022. Thank you for your support in 2021. If you've got nothing to do over the break, listen to 456 previous episodes of 100 Not Out. <laughs> only take you, I don't know, double speed it. Nine years. Uh, nine yeah. years. Uh, but thank you so much. And uh, may 2022 be our best year yet for all of us watching and listening. And until next year, may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.